Massachusetts is at it again with another idiot test to see just how gullible, complacent, and downright subservient its citizens are. The state is holding a public hearing this week that will feature 68 gun bills. Yes, that is 68 gun control bills to be discussed at a five-hour-long public hearing that has already been rescheduled once and is set to be now held at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday, which, of course, is the perfect hour to ensure that the vast majority of the gun-owning public is available to chat. But before I get to all that, I would like to remind everyone about one of my affiliates, USCCA. The United States Concealed Carry Association offers three tiers of membership that give you access to all kinds of goodies, including self-defense education, first aid trainings, classes held by certified firearms instructors, plus legal and financial protection should you ever find yourself in a self-defense situation. If you're interested in USCCA and peace of mind, you can visit the link in my description or text doll, that's D-O-L-L to 87222. Some of the bills, like one that would allow licensed gun owners to buy ammo components from out-of-state vendors, are being supported by local gun groups. Whether online retailers would ever bother mailing things to Massachusetts even with that law is another thing entirely, but at least some of the bills make sense. Another bill seeks to make it so that the state can't revoke your license just because you forgot to submit a change of address form, which I didn't even know was a thing, but altogether isn't the least bit surprising. A third bill will never pass, but is attempting to remove all licensing fees and make licenses last for life. A few other bills would take Attorney General Maura Healey off her pedestal and revoke her authority around making gun laws, regulating sales, and deciding what guns are legal in Massachusetts, because how the hell did she get the power to do that anyway? But. Unfortunately, those also don't have a snowball's chance in hell, but it's good to have dreams. The rest of the bills are just a waffle cone full of crazy. For example, Cynthia Cream is at it again. You might remember her from a 2017 video about S2063, a bill that tried to ban private sales and create a gun registry. She was also a big proponent of the bump stock and trigger crank ban, and is BFFs with David Linksky, who snuck a little ditty about giving life in prison to bump stock owners into the state's 2017 budget bill. That budget bill passed, by the way, and the life in prison sentence still stands because Massachusetts Massachusetts is stuck in 1984. This time she's back with a bill that would add a surcharge of nearly 5% to every gun or ammo sale in order to set up a gun violence trust fund, while simultaneously banning 50 cal rifles and ammo because… I have no idea why. There's no rhyme or reason, she just wants an excuse to put people in jail for 10 years. Because that whole life in prison for bump stocks thing just wasn't enough. That one is Senate Bill 1387, but it's nothing new. She's been trying to push that one through since at least 2013 and hasn't had the best of luck. Yet. Cream is also behind Senate Bill 1389, which would put a one gun per month limit on gun owners. That limit wouldn't just be for buying, but also for renting and leasing. And pretty much the only exceptions are for museums and cops. 
This one is also nothing new. It gets introduced every year, and honestly, I'm surprised it hasn't passed yet, which really is a testament to how hard the men and women of goal work to stop these things. Though there's actually several bills with the one-a-month limit on the table at this hearing, and even one that also tries to establish a 10-day waiting period. So really, who knows? But that's just Little League. A couple of these bills are a lot spicier, and even if you're not a resident of the People's Republic of Massachusetts, you should take note, because these big blue nanny states like to give the other states bad ideas. I got some bad ideas in my head, I just... H-2040 would ban imitation firearms and provide a new definition. The old definition was simply any weapon which is designed, manufactured, or altered in such a way as to render it incapable of discharging a shot or bullet. The new definition is nine lines long and encompasses anything and everything that is a BB gun, pellet gun, or air rifle, or looks like a BB gun, pellet gun, or air rifle, unless it's painted ugly Nerf gun colors, but oddly does not include any non-firing replica of an antique firearm, the original of which was designed, manufactured, and produced prior to 1898. So replicas of guns are okay, so long as the original gun was from 1898 or earlier, but replicas of guns from 1899 and later are not. That doesn't make sense. These 1899 replicas, BB guns, pellet guns, and airsoft guns would then be banned under a new Section 131R, unless the horribly offensive object is only being transported through the state temporarily, or is being used in a movie. Because that's completely fair and reasonable. And it only gets worse from there, ladies and gentlemen. H-2077 would allow the state to seize your car if you were found to have an illegal gun, which at this point is most guns on the market, or a large capacity magazine in said vehicle. Owning either of these things and happening to have them in your car, say, on the way to the range, would cost you $2,000, have your car impounded, and then allows the police to sell your car a month later if you can't afford all the storage and impound fees because you're now up to your ears in legal fees from the pending court case. The fees are even higher if the cop stops you anywhere in the vicinity of a school or park, unless it happens to be between the hours of midnight and 5 a.m. On the topic of large-capacity magazines, David Linsky is back with a bill that supposedly is closing the large-capacity magazine loophole. That doesn't exist. Currently, any mags over 10 rounds are banned unless you have one with a production stamp from before 1994. Pre-ban magazines, as we call them, in this unfree state. This bill would require you to apply for special permission and registration of those magazines starting January 1st. And not only are these items to be registered, but then those records are to be given to law enforcement and the Department of Mental Health. Furthermore, these declared magazines will only be allowed at home, on the range, and while being transported to and from the range. Again, you know, totally reasonable tyranny. And these magazines, no matter how big, are only allowed to have 10 rounds in them at any given time. So, hypothetically, if you have a pre-banned 30-round mag and put 11 bullets in it, you'd be committing a crime. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? 
These go to 11. Another bill, H2048, would establish a form for voluntarily waiving your Second Amendment rights by putting yourself on a no-gun list. And it would require hospitals to give that form to anyone who meets the diagnostic criteria for depression. Note, not all people with depression are suicidal, most of them aren't homicidal, and depression exists on a spectrum. So really, there is no reason for this. And I could definitely see it being used to trick people into having their rights taken away. Bill H-2046 would make the accidental discharge of a firearm punishable by up to five years in prison, even if no one is hurt. It's not clear how this would interact with Bill 2093, which would require every gun owner to carry liability insurance. Another bill is a little more generous and says that instead of only one gun a month, gun owners would be able to buy 15 in any one year period and would require every gun bought, sold, or transferred in the state to be micro-stamped and have the ability to also micro-stamp any spent cartridges. So, in other words, the already absurd cost of firearms in Massachusetts would go even higher, ensuring that only wealthy people with several hundred dollars laying around are able to buy guns. Not to mention that the technology is completely unreliable and it doesn't take long for the stamp to become unreadable. There are at least a dozen more bills, but I will leave you with H3782 and H3783. And don't worry, I saved the best for last. It's like an ice cream sundae made of crap. One bill is the crap-flavored ice cream, and the other is the whipped cream that's expired and turned a nasty shade of brown and smells like a month-old dumpster. 3782 would require every FFL to submit every firearm that comes through their door to the state police before it's sold so that the state police crime lab can test fire every gun, photograph it, and create ballistic reports for it that will then go into not one, but two state databases, along with the make, model, serial number, caliber, and finish. The final line in this bill says that after all of this is done, then the FFL is supposed to contact NICS, suggesting that this is supposed to happen between the time a customer decides to buy a gun and the point that it's actually handed over to them. 3783 takes it a step further and requires every gun owner to haul all their guns to the state police every year so that the guns can again undergo another inspection and live fire training. If the gun passes, you get a special inspection certificate that you would then be required to carry on your person at all times. May we see your papers? I don't think I have them on me. In that case, we'll have to ask you to come along. You also would have to do this within 10 days of every new firearm purchase, rental, or lease. Law enforcement is, of course, exempt because the laws are good enough for everyday citizens, but not for the politicians or law enforcement. If you're here in Massachusetts, you're absolutely welcome to the public hearing. Guns and Gadgets actually did a really great live stream with Jim Wallace of Goal recently, who gave a few tips on how to get your point across if you do go. He says that the audience members are limited to only three minutes of speaking time, reading testimony is highly discouraged, and that what the Senate and House members are looking for are personal anecdotes for some reason. If you can't make it, there are office days on Fridays that people can also show up for. But if you do do that, don't do so angrily or with too much gusto, because remember, we are a red flag state and the government will take any excuse possible to strip you of your rights. 
So that's the deal with everything happening in Massachusetts, but remember, if it's happening here, it can happen in any blue or even purple state, and it could even give the people down in DC some nasty ideas. As always, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, ring that notification bell, and if you want to support the channel in other ways, you can do so over at Patreon, Subscribestar, or PayPal, or check out any of the affiliate links down in the description. And if you want even more Liberty Doll, <laughs> you can find audio-only versions of all episodes on all major podcast platforms, and find me on pretty much every social media platform. <laughs> Until next time, thanks for watching, stay safe, and happy shooting!